Blog Talk Radio. the heat and humidity, uh, it's just now Ohio, it's been in the 90s, and uh, thankfully it's been cooling off with some much needed rain, so uh, that's always welcome, but um, thank you for tuning in to the podcast, this is the Clown Hour Podcast, it's your boy Scott Burks, I also uh, create the sports blog called the Clown Times, that's Clown Spell with K, this is the podcast component of that blog, you can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can find me on Facebook as well. Just do a, um, just wherever you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop, wherever you are, just go to the search window and just type in the Clown Times. Again, that's Clown spelled with K. You can find me there as well. Got a lot to get into tonight. Uh, since um, I took last week off, normally I take a few weeks off in the summer, like when there's not a lot of sports going on. But I would have taken more weeks off. If it weren't for the simple fact of like news happening here and there concerning startups of like restarts of leagues and the one I, I like that being the NBA, Major League Soccer, and Major League Baseball and stuff surrounding that, and uh, you know the name this 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 um, name change that that happened uh, with the Washington Redskins as well, and you know there I go again <laughs> saying that name because I've gotten so used. You're saying that name uh, since childhood, you know, growing up in North Carolina, you know, that was that was the region's team, basically. I mean, no one gave a damn about the Atlanta Falcons because they sucked in the 80s and part of the 90s as well before Dion and Dick got there. Um, so, so basically, you know, I, it's 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 just pretty much me in the midst of re retraining myself, not to say that word that nickname of Washington's football team because uh, even though some people out there beg to differ in terms of like arguing what the name is, they like to argue embodies the spirit and the fight of the team. Instead of just recognizing what it is, it's a racial slur to Native Americans. I mean, that, that, that nickname is there, it's essentially their, their M word. So, you know, if, 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 if 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 one or two people from a certain community say something that's offensive, that I never thought was offensive before, well, guess what? I'm going to honor their wishes 
and not say or do those things because those two people from that community are offended. So that's how I'm approaching this uh, name change with with uh, Washington. Um, but anyway, um, my man Dwayne Nash, he be my co-host. He's a fan of Washington football team. He's he's, he's experiencing dif- technical difficulties right now, so hope he'll be able to call in. Um, he just like texted me saying like he's getting a dial tone, so hopefully he stays with it. Uh, so so that's that. Uh, so anyway, let me just give my two cents right uh, right quick on um, on what's going on with Washington. Well, there's a lot of shit going on with Washington. It's a football team. Let's start. Well, obviously, we we'll start with the name change. It, it's been long. It's a long overdue um, as far as the name change goes, and uh, and everything else. So you know, I think from night. I mean, I remember the first time I've heard people say, mention how offensive that name was, was in the mid-1980s. I was in elementary school. And I didn't really give it a thought because, you know, for one, I am like, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, for one, I didn't grow up around any, many Native Americans, if any at all. I might have, I just didn't know. Right? So, again, in that part of the country, North Carolina, you know, with football and basketball is king uh, or our king. Um, it was it was pretty much Washington country because again we were closer driving distance to Atlanta, but Atlanta sucked in the eighties, nineteen eighty season notwithstanding. Um, and you know, no one wanted to watch them, and I think that that was realizing no one wanted to watch them outside of Georgia, and I think the people in Georgia didn't want to watch them, so. We got a lot of Washington games, um, so that's so that's why that's considered Washington country. So my dad grew up a Washington fan, so we used to like I used to sit as me and watch games. Uh, rest in peace, by the way, to my pops. He passed like two Saturdays ago. Uh, another reason why I canceled last week's show and just took the week off just to reflect and everything. So thinking about my dad right now. So hopefully I won't get too emotional during this podcast. But anyway. I would sit at his, at his knee and watch Joe Theismann, John Riggins, the Hogs, Dexter Manley, Charles Mann, the great cornerback. Um, um, oh, my God, it slipped my mind. Daryl Green. Yes, Daryl Green. And, of course, um, Art Monk on offense, wide out, uh, and everybody else. I forget the title of his name, but the point is, so I remember those those glorious of Washington throughout the eighties and Joe Gibbs leading the charge. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so Dwayne's just still texting me. He's trying to get it. Apparently, that's a huge storm in Washington D.C. right now. So um, you know, he, he fears that may have knocked out the the, uh, the cell tower. So it was one of those beautiful things about downsides about a cell phone is that you know even though. Um, even though cell phones are obviously great as a usage, I mean, hell, you are just actually at the mercy of of external circumstances that you cannot control. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's far as calling. It could be from cable going out, anything causing the cell service to, to go out, like in, uh, like a, from a storm or whatever. Because uh, I remember right quick, like there was a tornado that hit 
our old house in Raleigh several years ago, and that knocked out service like for quite a while. So it, it, shit like this happens. So hopefully you'll be able to, to dial in. But anyway, so going back to my Washington story. So I grew up a Steelers fan. You know, in North Carolina was so funny because of this to be in Washington country. You, it's like pretty much you're either Washington fan, Cal Gals fan, or Steelers fan. You're practically one of those three. So, um, you know that's. But mainly, but mainly we got we saw a lot of Washington games. And unfortunately, we saw more than a fair share of Cowboys games, and we saw a lot of Steelers games in the '80s. So that's what. So that's that's what led the uh, Washington craze. But hey, I, I just I just I just. I just have the. I mean, I, I, I want to give Washington franchise benefit. I, I want to give owner Danny Boy Snyder the benefit of the doubt, but I think it's, it's, it's obvious when we all conclude that this was motivated by money, right? Because the FedEx folks threatened to pull out. Uh, they threatened to 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 uh, to, to, to uh, pull out, and. Um, and 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 not and, and and just take away the naming rights of FedEx Field and Landover. Um, you had other like FedEx. Uh, I think I mentioned FedEx right. I'm sorry. Um, like Amazon, like um, like Amazon, threatened to pull the Washington team gear if they didn't change the name. Uh, Nike, um, Dick Sporting Goods, just to name a few. So, I mean, hell, Danny Boy was looking at losing hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, you lose that FedEx money, among other things, I think Pepsi, Pepsi Company as well, then that, you can't get that. It's hard, really hard to get that money back, especially in this climate of this racial awakening that we've been having the last since George Floyd got murdered at the hands of the police in Minneapolis. So I think that, I mean, the and even though I believe this is purely driven by money, I, I I still am grateful for organizations coming together like Black Lives Matter uh, and other activists to to apply pressure, social pressure on companies to to the point of them making statements, no matter how hollow they may take a look at their hiring practice regarding practices regarding the, their statements on diversity and whatnot, um, you know. Uh, from Target and hell, I, I forget where else, Amazon, eBay, whoever. But a lot of people in their mind would out statements, which is fine, but unless they're backed by action, they're just ring hollow. And I think that FedEx started to move the ball when, you know, when, when, um, um, uh, what I'm trying to think, like, like, like when they pulled out or were threatened to pull out. Of the rescue, as far, as far as like the naming rights and everything, take away those naming rights from FedEx Field if they didn't make the name change and Pepsi Cola followed and everybody else. So, Texan Dwayne right now. So, he's unable, he's having a hard time calling it because of the you know, cell towers and everything. So, he's going to keep trying. I'm going to keep moving the ball because I, it'd be great to hear from him. He has a lot to say about this. Not that he's against it. But he's just sick of his home organizations. He grew up a Washington fan. He, you know, you know, he's a Maryland guy, so I know he has a lot to say about that. So hopefully he'll be able to call in. But I'm just going to keep the party going as long as I can. Now, now, now that we, you know, finally 
And now I was going to say this one last thing about the formal name that they retired. Okay. It's just, it's like, it's just sad. It's just that how brainwashed we have, have been as a, as a country. Uh, and, I'm, and I include myself, black, white people, Latinos, whoever, whoever, Asians, whoever, to think that, you know, Native Americans or as country Western films refer them as them as well, I won't even say it. But uh Indians, right? They 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 made them look like the bad guys, where as you take the time to study history, I mean really, really study history, you realize that the bad guys were the the colonists, the the colonists and, and whatnot and the and the Americans and the and the good guys were the Native Americans all along. Because you look, we all know the history, right? Um, settlers came along, took their land. Well, first it was started off by um, uh, Christopher Columbus claiming to, quote, discover a land that's always, that's the long been inhabited, right? And so that led to them calling them Indians instead of Native, or they are Native Americans because he was such an idiot to the point that he thought that he landed in India. He took a long turn and thought he ended up in India. Instead, ended up in the Americas. But what I say on to say this is that they that started the colonists came came the colonizers came over from Europe, all over Europe, like say, trying to take land, like look at this land as an opportunity to build wealth. So in addition, to, in addition to all that, they made laws, broke trees with the Native Americans, took their land, wiped their mouth, sent them on a trail of tears, took even took a lot of land in Oklahoma where they sent them to. And oh, and by the way, along the way, those same colonizers took over, brought over, enslaved Africans. So got that too. Um, and so you know that word that the football team used that that that, that the football team used was used at a time to derisively uh, the, um, refer to Native Americans as say the R word. So I'm just trying to get myself in the habit of not saying such a disrespectful and racist term for our Native American brothers and sisters. So I'm trying to do my part. I'll probably slip up <laughs> on the way and slip, and the name will come back out. But again, as that's my own way of I'm, tr- I'm trying to reprogram myself on the fly. Been trying for the last few weeks, after, yeah, especially after the, the the name change, and I've been trying to do that for like the past few years. You know. If I'm treating that word the same way I'm treating the N-word, I'm learning to despise it. I'm learning to how how wrong it is and the, the meaning, the conversation behind it, and I'm trying to move past it and move, we, we eradicate it from my vocabulary. So working hard with, uh, with, hard with that. Now, as far as the, what they're going to change the name to, like there's lots of talks about like having the, 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 the word start with the letter R, and have the same amount of syllables as, um, as 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 the former name, just to fit into the to the fight song. Like because for what I understand, they want a name, the new name, to fit in whatever fight song is being used, right? So, which is why Red Hawks has been used. It's, it's not it's 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 a um, it's suggested to be a front runner, but they, I've been hearing a lot of love about Red Tail. And the reason being is that they not only use for the fighting spirit, but it's used as a reference to the Tuskegee Airmen, 
which a lot of those Tuskegee Airmen have ties to the Washington, D.C. area. And if you look at the colors of the Tuskegee Airmen's apparel, you find that um, that is red and gold. A lot of those colors are red and gold. So it should fit in great with the burgundy, current burgundy and gold scheme, color scheme, because, of course, the Washington football team is, is looking to still use that. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be upset at Red Tails. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Red Hawks, to be honest with you, because there's a university that's in Oxford, Ohio, that's 30 miles, 30 some miles north of here. They use the term Red Hawks. That's the University. That's the Miami University of Ohio. Interestingly enough, they used to be known as the R words back in the day. So, if, if if it's good enough for the University of Miami University of Ohio, and I see the symmetry here with Red Hawks versus what they were called before, then I think it'll be good for the Washington football team. That'd be, be cool. But I would I would like. To them to use red tails, especially in this social climate of racial awakening that we're in the midst of. I would love, 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 love for them to be called the red tail. I mean, because, I mean, even though Red Hawks would fit into the theme, the, 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 the fight song that the Washington football team has right now, hell to the Red Hawks or hell to the red tails, you know, those two would work, but I think it would be mad cool uh, to actually uh, um, use red tails again for the social significance and, you know, the racial awakening that, that, that we have. I think it would be very, 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 very cool. So anyway, so so that's that. So I'm just glad that they – I'm just glad that they decided to do the right thing, albeit – it was a money issue. Let's be clear. I think it was more money issue than a conscious issue. But let's just see what they do. Red Hawks, Red Tails, I'll be fine with it either way. Um, but that's not all that's going on in Washington with the Washington football team. Um, this thing, oh, oh, by, by the way, they're going to hire um, uh, Terry Bateman to oversee his business operations. And, and one of his things is to, one of his duties is to change help help uh, choose a nickname, new nickname, and, and, and be the new vice president, chief marketing officer, and go from there. Um, but, I mean, it seems like the Washington football team has been in the news for the wrong reason a lot of years. But even though they, they took one step forward with the name change, they've taken several steps back with this allegation of sexual harassment that's been going on with the team for quite a number of years comes to find out. Uh, basically from 20, 2006 to 2019, I think um, uh, the, 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 the allegations of sexual harassment or harassment were raised by 15 women, all but one of whom spoke to the Washington Post on the condition of anonymity and have, some have signed non-disclosure agreements with the team. So, and this comes on the heels of of people moving on and firing, like for example, um, like Bruce Allen was fired at the end of last season, a longtime general manager, was a rather incompetent general manager. Um, also, um, uh, like, like Richard Mann, the second 
the former assistant director of pro personnel, play-by-play announcer, um, and senior vice president, Larry Michael, were fired. Alex Santos, the former director of pro personnel, were fired. Those were among the, those who were accused of misconduct, sexual misconduct. And there's other uh, sorted allegations. Uh, I'm trying to pull some up right now. Um, of on the team, including in May 19 of, May 19, of 2018, uh, it was after, like, which it was reported that um, that a, a man, uh, member of the former member of the, of the organization, um, Dennis Green, not the obviously not the if you crown him, crown ass, not that guy. He, he's he's deceased anyway. But uh, the former president of business operations, Dennis Green, um, among other things, he was it was reported that he had sold in May 2018 access to Washington Cheerleading. Okay, so that sounds like exactly what it is. If you're wondering if it sounds like what it is, it was. He basically pimped some of the cheerleaders out as escorts to uh, season ticket holders, including attendance at a 2013 calendar photo shoot in Costa Rica in which um, they encouraged members of the sales staff to wear revealing clothing and flirt with the suite holders. So, pretty sorted shit, right? Well, there's some stuff as far as uh, the former coach Jay Gruden, who apparently, like, uh, is reported that he was among those who have been accused of sexual misconduct as well. And <laughs> and I'm not obviously not not going to laugh here, but the, the point being is that you know said that he had inappropriate relationships with women. In the organization, and um, you know, as well as like, um, like, like he he and apparently a former player of his, like beefed over the same woman to a point that it was reported. I, again, I don't know how true this shit is, but reported that he and a former running back, like beefed over a woman that they were seeing the same woman, and so in retaliation, Gruden benched them. And, you know, <laughs> it's to the point where this, the person who, the, this backup running back came in and did play that game, but it was the same game that Alex Smith, former quarterback, well, he's still with the team technically, but quarterback Alex, starting, former starting quarterback Alex Smith, um, <laughs> um, like, he tore his knee. He, he he got injured on a play. Well, he tore his ankle. I'm sorry, his ankle, not knee. He broke, broke his leg. Where uh, you know it's basically that state that running back who back who was a backup put into the game missed the block, and that got him hurt. So again, I don't know how true that is, but if it's true, that's pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. So then it came out like what is it like last Friday, the 17th that. Danny Boy Snyder um, vowed uh, culture change amid the allegations. Um, you know that he and his wife Tanya sent, like he said that it, it was it was like a, it was a letter 
yourself to each member of the organization and saying that they apologize on behalf of the team and ask for everybody's help to, quote, build a better organizational culture. And basically it ends with we need to get better and the time is now. So I don't think that this – I don't think Danny Boy is tied into the allegations in terms of, uh, you know, being uh, – like guilt of like having guilt uh, as far as like being directly involved. So it's not like the, to the point of of of, of Dan. Of, I'm sorry, of um, the owner of the Mavericks uh, saying that um, you know it was it was it's not as bad as Mark Cuban, right? As far as as close he was to his 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 issues he dealt with the Mavericks, but which I thought was pretty rich that he. That Cuban called out Snyder. <laughs> I love Mark Cuban. He he's a fire starter. But anyway, um, I think that um, you know I, I don't think it's bad enough for, for Snyder to sell the team to have any force to sell the team. Even though a lot of Washington fans, football team fans, would love to see Danny Boyd sell the team and just get the hell out of Dodge. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it's that serious to that to that point. So in any in any rate. Um, so we'll just see. I mean, the, the, the organization since Danny Boy t- took over has been a has been a big time dumpster fire. I mean, it's been a crap. It's been a crap show here, and it's it's been a total total shit show. And it was to the bad to the point where when he rehired, when the when the team rehired Joe Gibbs, I think Gibbs I think Gibbs had only one winning season under Snyder. That and so even 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 Gibbs had to quit. God, that's that. That's how bad that was. But anyway, you know, and then, and then now, you know, of course, the FedEx people. I think FedEx and a couple other people co-own the team. They they like forty. They own forty percent of the team. I think the Snyder family owns the other sixty. Um, so that's so that's cool. But at any rate, so we'll see. I I think that as much as Washington fans would love for Danny Boy to sell the team, I don't see it happening. I don't. I don't think you get that far, but you know, at least they got the new sheriff of town, Ron Rivera. He's won a lot of power in the organization, and and he earns it. He earns it. Earned earned it like because of what he did in Carolina, and I still think the Pens were foolish to fire him, Cam Newton. But that's a separate podcast. Um, but you know, I, I think that Rivera hopefully will make some changes. Hopefully, for Washington fans' sake, that he makes those changes. Changes are able to be made. And so we'll just we'll just see and go and go from there. Um, so moving on from the dumpster fire that's Washington, at least the good news is, is, is at least we have um, uh, like sports starting back all back up. They already have the MLS's back tournament. It's going on ESPN. My FC Cincinnati is up on the New York Red Bulls two 0 and it was at the 60th minute right now um, on ESPN. Um, we also have Major League Baseball and the NBA coming back. Well, NBA is restarting, but you know, Major League Baseball, baseball this is not a restart per se because they never had the season; they just had to postpone. So they're bringing it. So obviously, they were able to, by the grace of God, <laughs> come to an agreement with um, the play, the players and the owners came to an agreement to to, to make for the, to have a sixty game season, which is going to be mad cool because it's going to be an absolute spread because. They, we all know that the NBA season, NBA, but we're NBA season as well. But more or less, Major League Baseball is a marathon in the truest sense of the word. It's 162 games. Teams can afford to have slumps and 
have time to get out of them or sustain some injuries and whatnot. But we're looking – so what we're going from – we're talking about going from 162 to 60. That is going to be an all-out sprint, which would be cool, but, you know, even though, you know, there won't be any fans at games. Uh, I think the Korean Baseball League, like, laid the, the blueprint for that and, and, you know, to be followed by as well uh, – uh, the Premier League and everything, but anybody else, the European soccer leagues. Um, but the only thing about Major League Baseball not having fans is that in attendance is that I, I want to see Houston Rockets, Houston Rockets, Houston Astros get theirs. I mean, I, I want to see, get the hear them, hear them like get the get the get get booed, to just get booed. You know, have have fans boo the crap out of them. I mean, because they they cheated. You know, I'm not an Astros fan anyway. They they kept my Yankees from making the World Series twice. Um, but I, I I I just I just I just it would have been cool to see that. But even though that won't stop pitchers, opposed to pitchers from being asses, and I hope they do that. You know, just teach them a lesson or two. But you know, fortunately, I don't I don't think it would be even better. But I'm just glad I have baseball back. I'm a Yankees fan, a group of Yankees fan. I'm pretty excited by the season. John Carlos Stanton coming back healthy, uh, Judge um, coming back being healthy, uh, stealing Garrett Cole, so I pitched from from the Astros was huge. Still have uh, Mashiro Tanaka in the fold, even though he's, he's fighting a uh, he's coming back from the injury from the line drive to the two line drive to the noggin, um, but you know Chapman, a Rodgers Chapman, our relief pitcher. And I know this turned into like a Yankees radio, uh, but, but but please indulge me for a minute. You know, Chapman having COVID right now. Hopefully he'll be back. Hopefully he'll be healthy. Um, but the point is, is that every, you get everyone for the most, every team for the most part is at full strength. No injuries, no nothing. So that's going to be big. And I know that there's some players are sitting out 2020 start. Um, you know, like uh, Buster Posey and in, uh, in, um, in San Francisco, the the great catcher, but you know, for family reasons. Um, so, but other than that, I, I think for the most part, most of the teams be at full strength. Um, so I don't know what to. But and another thing, one more thing is that each I think each team is set up with a regional schedule, regional pod, if you will. So, for example, the Red Sears from Cincinnati, they they will be, their first game, their first series will be against the Detroit Tigers, and so their their schedule consists of games against the Tigers, Twins, uh, in addition to to their division mates, of course, um, the, the the from the American League, the the, the Twins, so also the also the Tigers, the the the, the Cleveland Indians, um, who else, um, the White Sox. And there's another one in that division. It's my mind. They probably suck anyway, so I think but later. So, yeah. But that's, but that, that, that's the schedule. So that's the red schedule. So I, all of, I believe all of the teams have similar regional schedules. So that like, will work out. Um, but it's still going to be fun as hell. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. I, I mean, we're so starved for, for, like, sports to return, live sports to return. I mean, not that people didn't like baseball, not that I didn't like baseball personally. I'm just going to be so freaking excited to watch my Yankees take on the Nationals tomorrow night on Fox Sports 1. 
on FS Fox Sports One, I'm I'm just giddy. <laughs> I'm just giddy. So I'm just happy about that. And, and, and as well as the NBA restart, I'll be looking forward to that as well. I love that both Major League Baseball and the NBA are really stepping up their social justice efforts. I know that some and, and, and Major League Soccer as well. I know Major League Soccer has really been demonstrative with the Black Lives Matter initiative. Like brand, like I think the Philadelphia Union had last for their last names back the jerseys of those victims of police brutality, um, and, and 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 like some captains of played the the early game. He has on his armband, like his captain armband, uh, uh, George Floyd name on it. So and 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 baseball. Too, let's get the major league baseball since they're the flavor of the moment. At, you know, this is a that occurred flavor of the minute. Um, they've stepped, they're stepping up their, their their social justice efforts as well. Um, you had a lot of kneeling. Not that I equate kneeling being for the cause, or solely kneeling being those that's for the cause. You could you could stand and be for the cause as well. But people being more and more being more and more inclined and less afraid to do so. Like Cincinnati last night, Joey Bala, the star player, and a few others knelt. You know, he I mean, he, he's a white dude who's a Canadian. He he felt so inclined to to, to kneel and recognize his privilege. Um he used it for his uh, privilege for uh, for good. Um and then you have an, um my 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 general manager Brian Cashman coming out saying he fully supports the um players kneeling doing the anthem and then saw there with the Black Lives Matter movement. So that made me feel good as well. So I'm I'm pretty impressed with what Major League Baseball is doing, largely because let's be real, Major League Baseball is I think seventy percent white with a very small percentage of African American players. I think Latinos make up more players than African Americans in terms of percentages. So it's good to see that. It's good to see Major League Baseball step up and do those things and not worry about the backlash. I like the NFL, but we I already crossed that bridge already, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with that for another time. But basically, them and Major League Baseball, the NBA, some of the, the, the social justice, um, the NBA in the, in, in the bubble has, like, court or, or the courts, they have, like, Black Lives Matter emblazoned on it. But... Um, so that's cool, um, but I'm looking forward to make, to match up to the NBA coming back, and I, I really am ha- more excited to see them be- mainly because it's been like it's, it's 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 been such a great NBA season so far. I mean, it, I mean, when when the COVID when when the COVID nineteen pandemic hit and caused the NBA to like shut down or, or be postponed. It was in the midst of a great season. I mean, you had so many teams. It was so wide open. The Lakers, the Clippers, out of the, well, the West. You can probably throw the Rockets in there as well. In the East, you have Milwaukee Bucks, Boston, Toronto, defending champs still doing, or still doing, still doing work as a two seed. So, and you can just say Miami as well with Jimmy Butler, like, like leading the charge. So, you know, it's so many teams. It's so many. It's wide open, I think, especially in the East. But I'm eager to see the NBA restart the season and come back. So I'm very happy and excited about that. I personally think it's going to be between one of the LA teams and and and, and I used to say Boston out of the East, but I'm starting to think more and more Toronto because 
way Kawhi Leonard and still balling. The I mean, if you, if you look at it, they were the same. Like like um, Toronto was in the same place as they were with Kawhi at the end of the last regular season. They were the two seed. So it's not like much has changed. It just it goes to show you how great the coaching has been with Nick Nurse and the staff. And 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 of course, Masai Ujiri, uh, no, I probably butchered his last name. The GM uh, put the team together. He's done, they've done a great job. It's a well, Toronto is a well-run organization. Well-run organization. So that, that, that you see in that right now. And so you, uh, we tried to obviously be at the end of last year with them winning the chip, but you see them still the two C still balling out, still putting in work. Yeah, it, it's all good. Um, so, but I think it's going to be between one of the LA teams and Toronto, with one of the LA teams winning. I go back and forth between the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, I like the Lakers' size. I love the Clippers' depth and grit more and coaching more. I'll take Doc Rivers over uh, Frank, 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 um, I can't think of his last name, so I'm my tongue, um, any day of the week. So, I think the Clippers have a huge advantage with that. Um, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be very, very exciting. I'll say this for for the Clippers. The Clippers better not load manage and find themselves slipping the standards because one team that could upset that L.A., all-L.A. Western Conference final apple cart would be the Houston Rockets. I really believe that. I, I think that Houston would give the Clippers a whole lot of trouble because, you know, the matchups, you go, you got, you got the backcourt, man, with – uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, I think they would give them fits. Now, mind you, Houston's very small and they're not that deep, and I think the Clippers will wear them down. But I think the, the Rockets have the, the 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 ability to take a huge pound of flesh from the Clippers. So they they better get their shit together, not low manage. I mean, hell, why would they low manage? I mean, they've been off for like two, 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 three months. So. Anyway, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking to see how forward to see how that shapes out. Uh, I'm gonna end this podcast on the on the, on on the college as it relates to COVID nineteen. Um, we've seen a lot of leagues, uh, college sports leagues, suspend their fall sports. Among them, the Ivy League, uh, the MEAC. Uh, I think other uh, FCS football leagues, um, also the SWAC, um, you know, it's they they suspend their 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 fall sports. Uh, you had schools suspend their fall sports, like Morehouse and a few others. And there's some 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 uh, universities on states that universities on states that would not allow travel from other states, like New York, like Syracuse. I mean, I think I don't. I think that there's a restriction from people traveling in, so which means that it'll affect teams from Syracuse schedule. Like I think they play. I think she State, my alma mater, and a few others coming from the state of North Carolina. Yeah, I think it's going to adversely affect affect that. And also, speaking of the Power Five leagues, yeah, some of them like with the Big Ten and the Pac-10, Pac-12 rather, coming out saying that they are going to have like conference games only. So that's going to cut out, like, eliminate some matchups. I think SC was supposed to play Alabama this year um, So to start the year. So um, 
it's going to be different. And, you know, the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC are weighing their options right now. You know, ACC has already delayed the fall sports season to start to start early September. Uh, they still haven't pushed. So, so I think that will that will. Uh, I don't I don't know if the ACC has any scheduled uh, 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 week zero games, but you know, that would fit those for sure. So, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be very, 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 very interesting. I personally don't believe that we're going to have a college football season. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I hope to God I'm wrong. I just don't believe we're going to have a college football season. I, I really don't. If you, if you read the tea leaves of all that's going on. I mean, you have so many college players, like, having tested positive for, for COVID, and we still don't understand the ramifications of, uh, of, of the disease and what, how, how it affects it, what the damage your lungs in the long term. Like what is the, because we we went from the disease from being a thought from the disease of being a respiratory disease to now you have an embolism, nausea, extreme nausea, and whatnot. So it's it's scary, and we still don't have a damn vi- uh, vaccine for it. I almost said vaccine, <laughs> but a damn vaccine for it. Um, so we'll 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 see. We'll we'll see. I just hope and pray things work out. But there's a huge thing. But one more thing I'll say about this man, and I have a huge problem with NCAA on this. He has so a lot of universities are moving to distance learning, and and, and rightfully so to protect the students, right? Uh, to make sure that mommy to, to ensure mommy and daddy that they that none that the kids the children are, are would be harmed or whatnot. My main thing is. You don't. So this the same. Though some of those same universities that are not allowing students back on campus are forcing college athletes, student athletes, to come back on campus, particularly college football players. So think about this for me. You're going to have, and I think about this for the NFL too. You're going to have what 80 or 90 young men. Falling all of, all, of, all of each other and doing practice, sweating, doing scrimmages, sweating. You know, coaches, staff being up close and personal with these kids and with, and with each other too. I mean, it's it's going to be. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna like. I mean, it's it's going to be hard the regulations and testing to be sure that everybody stays safe. We have all these kids in proximity to each other to keep up the testing. Also, some of these kids, as I mentioned earlier. Have come down with COVID, so there are a lot of kids at Clemson that have that in, in Alabama and and a lot of other universities. So how do you manage that? And so you're going to still have ask these college kids, these college athletes, to come back on campus, where a lot of those same universities are asking the students, the general student population, stay at home. I have a huge Huge problem with that, and it's all because of money, you know. Like because if 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 if, if the Power Five shuts down football for the fall, that's going to those all those schools millions of dollars, because you got the like the ESPN and Fox Sports One, the Fox Sports Networks, was doing so so heavily invested in these leagues. That I mean, who's to say that? That that there's a that's the clause written the contract 
about them, you know, recouping some of that money. I mean, I don't know, but you never know. I mean, like the ACC network, the SEC network, the Big Ten network, uh, you know, I would say the Pac-12 network, but they, 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 they had some all types of wrong with that as far as them not, the Pac-12 not partnering with a, um, with a, a reputable cable network. But anyway, that's another story for another time. But the point is, is that, you know, it's like the, 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 the same colleges are thinking with their back pockets instead of the welfare of these kids, these college athletes. And, again, I have a huge problem with that. So, you know, the NCAA is a multi-billion dollar industry anyway. So we'll see. But, again, I, I just I just hope that they do right by the student athletes. Um, that's all I have for tonight. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. I know that my man, D. Nash, the way Nash wasn't able to call in because of technical difficulties and whatnot, but uh, hopefully we'll get him back in the salon next uh, next week. Uh, but until then, thank you all again for tuning in. This is Scott Brooks with the Killing Times podcast. Sound off. Remember, stay inside, wear a damn mask, stay safe, wash your hands. Take good care of yourself and each other. And as always, oh, six, nine.